the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of now listening to those testimonies, the ones I, I heard, they came into to hear. When he, if your cockup was testifying, I was thinking about how you know, when she mentioned that it's um an examination she would have to write. And you can't avoid your exams. And it's absolutely the truth. For anyone that cares to <laughs> pay attention, you dodge and dodge. Like, okay, I'm going to compromise here. But along the line, down the road, I am going to God will overlook it. One of the ways I know people that have truly known God walk with God from those who have not is this. It's not something you can really know when you're young, it's when you're older. I mean in the Lord. Then you find out that every exam comes back. Everything you fail, every temptation you have not overcome, it will come back. It always comes back. It must come back. Now, many people don't know it. Why? Because they are blind. Blindness does not allow you to know what you're touching, what you're encountering. But that's not what struck me. I've spoken about this many times. What struck me, yes, I've spoken about it, but struck me again, is how that it doesn't matter the, the method, whether it is malpractice-driven classmates, whether it's persecuting parents, whether it is tempting sugar daddy, it, it doesn't matter what scenario you face. With God, what matters is if we choose Him above these temptations. That is the case. That is the story. That's what the battles are about. It's not about how your own troubles come. It's not about how your own temptations come. It is about that you are to fight your battles and to win them. God allows for variation. Always. He allows for variations. He allows for distinctions. He allows for different battlefields. And as we 
embrace these battlefields without looking at your brother's own. Uh, uh, young, you don't understand. Your own problem is this. Uh, young, you don't have any problem now. You people don't understand what I'm going through. As long as you think that way, that's one reason people fail their battles, lose their battles. Because you sit down and compare yourself and say, it must be harder with you. If only I had it like you. And I've often shared that if you are wise, Paul said that unwise people compare themselves with others. You have no idea of what people are going through and how hard what they are going through is to them. For many people, things that seem very simple to you are very hard to them. Has anyone ever seen a little child struggling to know their ABCs? You cannot, with a good conscience, say, what do you mean? What is this simple ABC? There was a time when it was a hurdle for you too. So this is what happens with spiritual maturity. As you grow, as you increase in ability, as you increase in capacity, as you are able to more clearly or adequately handle tasks, Time comes, someone tells you, say ABC, let me hear you. Oh, you can. Literally, you don't say it. And it has nothing to do with not knowing it. You feel it's an insult. It's insulting for you to tell me to say ABC. You laugh and say, leave me alone. And walk away. And if they laugh at you and say, you don't know ABC, you laugh and still walk away. There's nothing in you that goes, I must prove that I know ABC. Or should we test it now? Can you say your ABC? You can't. You don't know ABC. Oh yeah, say it now. Oh yeah, say it now. If you know ABC, say it. Nobody here is motivated to say anything. It's just embarrassing. Like, hi, God. Uh, okay, I can't say. It. Don't worry. Think what you like. You can win victories in areas so thoroughly that it becomes like nothing. It becomes very easy. But there was a time when it was very hard, where you may have been spanked to achieve results, where you had to be pushed. Which is why you must allow yourself to be spanked and pushed. Or you will never come to that level of confidence. So what will happen is they will leave you alone. This is why God doesn't leave us alone. If he leaves you alone and you're never tested, you grow up. Oh, she's been a Christian for 18 years and not know your spiritual ABCs. And if someone asks you, can you, do you know this? Have you experienced this? You're like, no, thank God. Me, I've never experienced that. Too. No, me, I got born again after I left school. I was thinking as she spoke about how people never overcame exam practice, cheating and talking. Three exams, how it has affected them for the rest of their life. How? Not with exams, but with the power of public pressure. Now, she is not in this example she gave, which is the case for many Christians that don't want to cheat in exams and all that. It's not that they want to ask questions. They, there's a level where you say, I won't ask. How many of you know it's easier to see that one as bad? 
than the one where you don't give. So, there are many people that overcame me. I don't ask. I trust God. Whatever I have, let me have. But they cannot overcome. You tell me. They can't. What they can't overcome is not exam malpractice. It is public opinion. The fear of man. Are you understanding? No. It's the fear of man. The first one, they may have overcome a temptation to steal because getting information that is not yours, putting it on paper and presenting it, it's called intellectual property. Intellectual property, it's stealing. You're a thief. For those who are confused as to what it is. Why they don't allow you to talk to your neighbors and get information and write it on paper is because it's not coming from you. An examination is an examination of what you know. They are examining what you know. It's like someone coming to do a test of your blood. They're examining your blood to see what pathogens might be there to help identify what treatment you might receive. Is this clear? To diagnose what treatment you deserve. And you take someone else's blood and present. How many of you know you are in trouble? Do you know you are in trouble if you gave someone else's blood? And they go and diagnose something that is not going on within your body and therefore prescribe medication that has nothing to do with you. Do you know you are in trouble? An army of things come into your body where it's not needed and begin to do things that are not required. Can you picture a man being prepared for caesarean section? How would you like to be a man with such a big stomach who was wearing a wig and they made a mistake and sent you in, covered this part, sent you in and they've drawn the line and you wake up with, they have cut you open. By the time they realize and stitched you back, Oh, okay, let's make it more horrible. <laughs> Today, Friday. Pretend this is your horror film. <laughs> it's Friday's horror film. <laughs> Freaky Friday. They caught, I don't know how they do it in Nigeria, but an anesthetic mask, mask, they put it on you. And just as you came to yourself, huh? what's happening here? You are passing away. You are fainting, you know. You are going under anesthesia. You can't talk. Let's say you can't move. You are trying to say, I'm a man, I'm a man. Mistake. Natural big stomach. Big tummy. It's a family thing. You are seeing the doctor very caring. You will be fine, Mrs. Your son's name is Udo. They say Mrs. Udo. You'll be fine. They pat your head as you're slipping into unconsciousness. All they find is fat. So they stitch it back up. And you see their alarm. What's that? That's where they uncover. Yeah, the man. Oh. 
tests are needed they must be taken and nobody presents false information and says i passed the test unfortunately that's what many people do this was hitting me some weeks ago i can't remember the circumstances but circumstances that i was just thinking about all the people who cheated their way to where they are how they walk around acting like all is fine they don't even know what the problem is ah, no. it's good to know god when you're young now listen if you've cheated your way in academic exams and other things repent ask god to forgive you and mean it note it down if you you're hearing me online you here you're new you're hearing these things for the first time in life everyone does it you don't understand you were tested and you gave someone else's blood work someone else's the blood work was not yours okay leave the blood work that's an illustration what you presented was not yours wasn't yours these are false papers these are false lab results this is not your true state you have it filed in there like it is that thing will cause problems for you for the rest of your life because it's not real remember i'm not talking about academics only it will always have a right to mess with you it is why for those who have never heard this before we've seen it very practically in this congregation every person that has incredible difficulties sometimes in academics at some stage that i know has in their history malpractice of some sort or the other that secondary school my parents had someone write exams for me this it's very common. In fact, I use it, used to use it to scare people away from here. I told them, stay in the church where you are, except you really want to be serious with God, because if you're here. So what happens is, I think the devil goes, eh, eh? You want to go and be a real disciple. So you want to be a serious, serious Christian like that. I thought this church thing, we were just playing it. You, you now left. Just, instead of just being a normal Christian, you now went and said, you now, you, you now want to be very close to Jesus. You want to climb the hill of the Lord. The holy mountain. Eh, ah, no, we cannot play. Either you go back and I allow you, we just be there. So I'll just be just normal Satan to you. And you'll be normal person. We, we can come to a compromise like most of your brethren. No problem. But this mountain you want to climb, this mountain where you don't cheat, you don't this, you don't that, you don't steal, you don't lie, you don't do what everyone does. No, I will let so like so how many of you know when someone is coming against you because they feel you're acting like you're more righteous than them they attack any and everything even though they don't attack it in, in others you don't understand what i'm saying have you had people say things to people that are extra serious look at this one i thought i thought you're miss perfect is that not anger? You're being angry. <laughs> Is that not anger? But the Bible says, the Bible says, be angry not, son not, angry not, downfall. They, they talk nonsense because they don't know Bible. 
Yeah, the Bible actually says. No, they will not quote Ephesians 4. They will not say, the angry and not. They will say, anger rests in the bosom of a fool. Is it not? Is it not? Yeah, after you form that you're, that, that you're better than someone else. Now, how many of you know when others are angry, they'll never say that. But when you, who has been striving to live righteous, they attack everything you do. They pick on everything. That's exactly what Satan does when you get serious. So he goes and brings out your real academic record. <laughs> righteous call, this one. And attacks you for all your worth. So I have seen people in this congregation, different ones. So one of the first questions I ask someone when they start having a lot of academic challenges is, tell me about your academic history. And you hear someone say, I didn't write the jam myself. Someone wrote it for me. Or my parents paid someone to do this, all that. The first thing I do is ask you to repent about it. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. I didn't do this. If it's possible, I say, go back and write it again. As soon as possible. I've seen people try over and over again. It's like Satan is like, you're holding my thing. I will never. Eh, Abi, you say you want to go up the holy hill. Go. But never. This is my property. Because stolen stuff is his. I've taken time to explain that because there are those who say, what about all the people that cheated? Is it not the majority? Yes. And they'll keep going on smoothly. The Wahala is when you say, I'm going up the holy hill. Psalm 15. Who will ascend my holy hill? Then the Bible says you must have clean hands. That's when the problem arises. O oh Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy mountain? He who walks with integrity and practices righteousness. Who speaks truth from his heart? Who has no slander on his tongue? Who does no harm to his neighbor? Who casts no scorn on his friend? Who despises the vile? You don't like people that are guilty. You despise them. They know you despise them. You don't like to hang around them. You don't like to stay with them. Everybody gathers around them as they tell dirty jokes. Whether they call it a night of a million laughs, whether they call it a day of thunderous shouts, whatever they call it, you don't go. You don't. They say they are coming. You say, I'm not coming. No, those people, they say dirty things. You know, many Nigerian comedians, they, they say filthy things. Foreign comedians, comedians. Only very few can just gist. I was in a program waiting for. He was part to tell me that I was coming to give a speech. I went with a boss of mine years ago, and uh, he. They brought this funny fellow. I can't remember what they called him, major or something. Just partially like military. I don't know, but he was the funniest guy. You know, but he well, he kept us entertained. He was just telling stories. You know. Now again, I don't know if he came as per Christian or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. I've heard comedians like that. They just tell stories. Not not one dirty thing. I don't know why people think they must be dirty to be funny. I know, it's the devil's fault. And if his stories are real, he was telling stories about himself. <laughs> about his growing up, about his father's car, that they have to use a rope and tie the hand. See? 
<laughs> and you laugh well. Those who must rest, what they call lavatorial or risque jokes. Risque is spelled rescue. 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 I'm saying that if you are going up the lost mountain, you will despise vile people. You will honor those who fear the Lord. So when you see people who honor vile people and despise those who fear the Lord, it's not hard to know. You, you are not climbing the hill of the Lord. You are not going to dwell with the Lord. You may hang around, visit once in a while, but you won't dwell. This Psalm 15, God really give Psalm 24. This is how you know. Psalm 24 verse 3. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The same thing. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear deceitfully. You know, they ask you, is this your result? You say yes. But you didn't write it, so it's not your result. So you have to spend your whole life lying. Every time you've overcome, conquered in many areas, and then you have to go and apply for a job or something, you have to bring out that result. You have just lied again. And it just goes on. Every time the devil goes, ah, don't they wait? Look at you've been writing for three and a half years. Ah, finally again. My Lord, your son lied again. According to your law, your word says, Say, how did he lie? He just said that was his result. My Lord, I present before the court. Exhibit 1, 2, and 3. On the picture of this, a certain Mr. Somebody else, apart from him, wrote this examination. Two, this, three, this. So that thing sits there like a thorn in your flesh. Whenever you lean in the direction of your results, <laughs> the enemy maintains his right. Remember, your life is too good normally. You're too serious. But in that area, so you've left a thorn in your flesh. You've left smoke for your eyes. Remember what the Lord said? He said, drive them out of this land. Judges. If you do not drive them out, that's the Canaanites, they will be a thorn in your side and smoke in your eyes. So they stay. Anything you don't drive out, it stays. Read the book of Judges if you want to understand that. And the Israelites had peace, uh, so so and so years, 20 years. And then, the Ammonites arose. And they had peace, and the Philistines arose. And they had peace, and they, it, it just stays and keeps coming back. This, this is what happens in families. This is what happens in individual lives. Now, are we saying that without These things, the enemy will have nothing to attack you with. No. It's just that he would barely ever succeed in his attempted attacks. They would just be attempted attacks. You would conquer normally. But when he has an excuse to attack you, when in your house, his property is found, he has more authority to afflict you has more authority to afflict you within i'm hoping you you get this 
What do we do about it? People always ask. You repent. Ask God to forgive you and follow his leading. So I was telling you why many people always have severe issues with academics when they turn to the Lord seriously. If that background was faulty. But it's not just academics. It's in many areas of life. Therefore, a wise person, I repeat, keeps his hand clean. If you're someone going up a hill, in your process of going up, in the process of going up to seek the Lord, to serve Him, to find Him, to accomplish His purposes, in the process of your doing that, you do not dirty your hands. You don't break laws. You'll be wise. But above all, what they need to share is our sister's testimony. Your test will be written. Don't compare yourself to another person's own. Face your own and conquer your own. Your own test. You love money. Therefore, you do this. You must win in your own test. Your, this other person's own. Your own test. You, uh, um, what, what, what? You must, everybody must identify what test you are facing per time. And don't make that mistake people make where you carry yourself and go and test. Don't test yourself. You're not the examiner. Your test will come when it is there. Sometimes God will now give you space to see how well. And then another time it will come again. In seasons. When your test comes, pass it. Past its pretend. Is it pressure from your classmates, like in her case? She passed it. At least I think so. She said she answered one day, came there, and then she told them, and then refused till they got used to it. She may have passed it 100%. One of two things will happen. She may be tested again. You know, the follow up test. You know, to have your complete CGPA, not GPA, CGPA cumulative grade point average so they may have to uh, they may be more to cumulative a little here and it, it won't be one she talked about an academic a, a professional examination or something or some examinations that was one now she may face it in an office i saw it with many of our people especially our, our lawyers and they go and work in a law office and then their bosses. Everything I told them, I told them, I told them four or five years ago. I told them how it will happen. Then they went and had practicals, and their bosses would tell them to lie, and their bosses would call them and tell them directly. See, you cannot be a lawyer. They are the other lawyers in the office would tell them. So they will laugh. They will come, 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 call that girl, come. Do you know? She said she she won't say. You know, and they are so amused at them. Like, are you real? How are you going to be a lawyer if you're not going to be? <laughs> and look at them. Uh. Then once I tell you, I, I hope you repented. Like I hope you know <laughs> that salary you collected <laughs> built on lies. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling them. You should wait for judgment day. Don't you know to whom much is given, much is expected. 
Me wait tell you I lie. Me I not lie now. Why I tell you? Yeah, twenty years ago I did not lie. Almost nineteen. Uh, okay, and I'm thinking while I was working in a law office for two thousand four, five. And I told them a story, and then they faced it themselves. And depending on the area litigation, especially, then they watch their bosses. They will hear. They will tell them meet the client. The client tells them what happened. They write it out. They take it to their boss. They watch the boss sit down. Say it was on the thirteenth day of April. 2022, I was sitting in my house and this my neighbor came and shouted, I told her, leave my veranda. Leave my veranda. They refused to leave. Leave my veranda. So I got her, I pushed her. That's how she went and fell down. And then the husband now came and was shouting. Uh, all that. We fought now, eh, now. So, he now went back. The next thing he came and said, he's, he's suing me. The boss will take the pen or the senior lawyer, just cross. I was sitting on my veranda and the woman came with a matchet. <laughs> As she swung it, it hit the pole above. I dodged by the grace of God. And <laughs> I'm saying this is what they do normally. Oh. That's why all these are lawyers here. Be looking at them very well. You see, look at them. Eh? You can even ask them, I hope you're a Christian. Should I pity them? Should they gain the whole law practice and the earth and lose their soul? No. It's not a joke, oh, it is real. And they take it as the norm. Lying lawyers. And I told them, you can be lawyers that don't lie. You just not be able to do some aspects of law. You have to walk away from things. You will offend. Now, picture this. You couldn't resist public opinion with examinations with your classmates when you were 17, 16, 19, 14. You couldn't resist. How will you resist when this determines how you pay rent? How will you resist? That is why you must pass your exams. Everyone. Because it only gets bigger. You go from fighting and facing the serpent to facing the great dragon. You couldn't face... Ah, look at that. The brother's testimony, one testimony. You couldn't face a snake. Then you're planning to face the great red dragon. How, how, how will you face him? With what will you face him? He does... You have died. You have not even finished inhaling to spew fire. You have died. You couldn't face his snake. We had our brother's conquest. He, I was amused at first when he said that he, when him, he in a room with a snake that he, he's very afraid. I was like, I told my wife, me too, I'm, I'll be very afraid. I know, maybe it's me and him. The rest of you, you're like, now snake, now snake, give me pillow. He said, if he stands and sees it from afar, he's not that worried. When, when you're in the same room. <laughs> you guys, you're not afraid. <laughs> Come and lay hands on me. <laughs> I think we are all afraid of a snake being in the same room with us. Anyway, Trey, he conquered the snake by conquering fear. How was he motivated? His father. His testimony is a parable to everything, every story you tell of victory. 
It's a parable. He lived that a parable, whether I understood it or not. So his father came was shouting. He said he would have looked for a method that would involve no blood. The father's voice shouting. Is that what he said? Didn't he say shouting? You are sleeping. All you are seeing is snake, snake, <laughs> snake. Did you say shouting? His father was shouting. His father was shouting. What's interesting is because just yesterday, I was looking at a clip of a snake shedding its skin, sloughing, they call it, you know, a python, and the thing was peeling off. And I won't tell you who, but somebody was next to me. It wasn't physical, it was on a screen, just the way I like snakes, yeah. Screen version. And someone was in me and went, I said, steady, steady. Keep your eyes on that snake. And the power And you know, I don't allow that. Look at that thing. When they remove their eyes, I'll, I'll rewind. Look, 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 look. And then when I finish, it came back again. I jumped back to the beginning. And the person, this time it wasn't, I don't, I can't even describe. You see the expression, if you see the reaction, apart from hiding the face, the, it is not acting, it's not that, eh, it's not that kind of joke, there's no joking like that. This is real horror. <laughs> if I want, I would have taken a picture of how she looked at that time. You see, you see, in depths of horror. But by the time I played it again, I didn't play the whole thing, I, was, I wanted to test something. Played it again, and her face was... Now if I played it a third or fourth time, she would have been like... Now that's exactly how tests work. So each time she saw it, she was losing her dread. Each time. I mean, she said, she said, she said, why is it even a creation? Why is this thing even a creature? Why was he created? Why does he exist? Veins in the neck. <laughs> but as she saw it again, a little, and then I offered. Just slight disgust. Everybody has to have the ability to pass your test. Instead of being busy, feeling angry, why should God test me? If he really loves me, will he test me? Okay, what happens that our brother, if he's in his house with his wife and two little children, he should run out. Darling, when you kill it, tell me. Is, is that what will happen? <laughs> what, what, what do you do? It is why it, you might be angry. God, why, why did God allow? No, God is looking eight years into the future where you, you'll be living in a place where there will be many snakes. And then He trains you. He trains you. He lets you know that no, it's not that snakes fly, they will not fly and hit you. He is teaching you things, He's showing you how other people, why they are so bold. There was a day we asked them, those who are like killing snakes. Many, some people raise their hands. They are, like when they hear snake, they jump the fence to go and kill it. <laughs> they love to kill snakes. 
They see themselves as a mighty <laughs> snake killer. Okay, fine and good. I have no problem. That's good. Now you that is absolutely terrified by it. God may see, you know, that your life will be ah, like hell on earth if you don't get used to it. So he starts training you. He allows you to have some experience. Everyone must learn to see and understand how God deals with people and don't object to it. Don't object to it. We are called to things greater and higher than what we are presently doing. There are things we are presently doing and then there are things we will do in the future. God allows the present to train you for the future. It is how he deals with things. Okay? Now, the other brother that testified talked about, I don't know, people always give testimonies halfway. Now, the testimony has not manifested, so maybe I shouldn't say anything about it. Let him get the job first, officially. Not the one that the boss comes and says, I thought he was a girl. Okay. <laughs> Let him get the job. Then later on, when he has gone and come back, I'm sure he can testify properly. But the little I will say is that, is that, um, you know, let me just draw one or two analogies he didn't draw. He, he did say the first website he built was us. We allowed him, was for the church, God's Lighthouse. We allowed him to afflict us with cut and paste. We humbly partook in a cut and paste uh, uh, website. But it was manageable. And he didn't do it for money. He did it because we said we need a website. He said I can do it. And he used us for practice. And thankfully, his practice paid off. And uh, still from this church, still from people associated with this ministry, with me. He has done jobs for people outside the country. He has earned money. And that's, you know, I'm sure I said it then, and I'll say it again, as I often do. Do things to serve God. Also do things to hone your skills. Don't, money cannot be your primary motivation. Money will come as a reward for work done. But at the beginning, when you're learning, it may not come and you should never make it a priority. If you make it a priority, you're going to lose out the opportunity to learn. When you're learning, you're learning humility. He didn't develop the thoughts when he said, uh, sometimes pastor will tell you, to do something difficult. Did he say something like that? That those are the things that compel him to get better, yes? I thought he would go on to say something I always used to say. I do, I do, I'm not sure I can repeat it exactly, but the summary of it is, don't tell me you can't. Don't tell me it can't be done. I, I, there, are, there are new people. How many of you have heard me say that? 
whether it's personally or, or collective. How have you know it annoys me seeing the people open their mouth and say, no, but it can't be done. It, nobody can. That is, if we're just talking peacefully, then you use, you use a phrase like that. See? They, they can't, that is, you, you complete it. <laughs> it means like, <laughs> more you complete it, then some, very foolish, they repeat it. So it can't, nobody can do it. It can't be done. How many of you have had up close personal experience? How, how I blew my top like that, you know, volcano. Raise your hand, Joe. Hey, people, I know they talk to. Ah, you're not enough, fool. Why are you so few? The rest of you, I'll love you too, don't worry. How many of you that raise your hand have found out that most 90% of the things you say can't be done, can't be done? Okay, I think everybody raised their hands again. They used to think he couldn't, but not because there was extra money. No money, nothing. It can be done because it can be done and your limitation is in your mind. So he thought things couldn't be done and he found out they could be done. And then change this thing. Do, what's this? Do, what kind of ugly thing? Put an arrow here, let it be blinking. And you do it eventually. We push hard enough. The only problem is many times I'll be busy with other things and not realize I have not done it. But when I catch him, so eventually he becomes good. So by the time they are hunting you, insisting, refusing, try to get a sister in PH to go and take the job. <laughs> when I thought it settled, then the woman said they don't want nobody else. How do you impress people like that? If, so if you were not pushed for five years, four or five years, you would be mediocre. They wouldn't insist on saying you come, come from another state and come and do this thing. They wouldn't insist. Everybody likes the fruit of perseverance. But you need to suffer before you can say you have persevered. Nobody perseveres through enjoyment. How many of you persevered and laid down on your bed? You perseveringly eat the chicken. You remember as you perseveringly watch that favorite TV program. I just said, let me persevere and see what happens to this Tom on the hands of Jerry. You don't persevere through things you enjoy. You persevere through difficult things. And what you think cannot be done. <laughs> they have finished doing it since. So you must learn to accept that. Amen? If we are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you're willing and willing, you shall now learn it two more times. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you will and we you shall.
If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Good. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. One more time. If Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 and 19 and 20. <clears throat> if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you if you are rebel, shall be mouth of the Lord has spoken. Alright, so I want you to take note of that. That's the scripture. Wise people are willing and they obey. And the fruit of willing obedience is eating the good. The good of the land is the good part of the land. It's the Goshen of this world. If refuse and rebel, the sword will devour you. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. And what when God speaks, instead of it lifting you up, it to beat you down. Instead of it putting you together, healing, it will cut you asunder. To devour you. It's not devour, devour. Shall devour you. Okay? Shall devour you. Shall devour you. God does not want his sword to devour us. The word, when you hear the word, ah, obey, like those testimonies. It will give you good. But if you are disobedient, it will destroy you. The same thing that someone else benefits from brings destruction to you. 
Why should that be? It is so because they have not learned to be willing and obedient. Some people only learn willingness and obedience through a very long path, very difficult road, very painful, like the children of Israel. It took them two years to get to the boundary of the promised land. Their constant unwillingness and disobedience made God send them back to roam around for 38 more years. 38 more years. Then they came back. By then, that generation that was unwilling and disobedient were all dead. It was their children who now entered the promised land, who enjoyed the good of the land. This truth remains today. That's why 1 Corinthians 10 tells you about that very generation and says, remember this. These things, it tells you in verse 11. You read from verse 1 down to verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 10, chapter 10 from verse 1 down to, don't stop at 11, stop at 12. It tells you that the things written that happened to them happened as examples for us were written down as a warning for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come verse 12 says therefore the one who thinks he stands let him take heed lest he fall and then the next verse covers what i spoke about earlier on no temptation grabs you, seizes you, except what is common to man. That thing you think is happening to you that is so terrible. It has happened to others. It's common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. That's where most parrot Christians stop. Will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. That's the excuse for failing their test. Read with me the complete thing. But when you are tempted, he will also provide an escape so that you can stand up under it. Put that in HCSB or something else. That last line. He will also, he will provide, I want you to see and understand it. He will also provide a way of escape that you are able to bear it. Another will say to endure it. To go through it. He didn't say you provide a way of escape and you will not face it. No. He said you bear up under it. It will still be on you. The pressure, go back to BSB. That pressure, that thing that came as a temptation. He said you will be able to stand up. You can stand up under it. That means it came, bam. And you had the strength. To stand on that. He didn't say it will not be on you. He didn't say, like our sister said, she told those classmates, I, I, I won't talk to you during examination. Uh, please don't talk to me during examinations. I don't do my practice. God did not make all of them go away. They did not. You are supposed to stand under the pressure of temptation. So all those that say, I would never fall if not for the pressure. You don't understand anything about spiritual things. It is why I've taken this first segment to exhort you on that. <laughs> There's no time God. God just waits some 
and then allows it to come again. Till the day comes, he hits you and you're like this. Babe, every time, little swift of temptation comes. I don't even know. This girl just called me. I had told this girl, when you told me that time, I sent her a text. I said, I'm born again now. Don't, don't call me again. I don't know. <laughs> you have asthma. You see that thing you're doing? The quicker you understand spiritual things, the better. And, and you know, I preach this for years. This my church people and the many that are not here. They sit there and listen and say, yeah, it's true, I agree. Then they walk away and don't believe anything I say. One by one, they go and experiment if it's true. They all come back with their, almost all, with their tail between their legs. <laughs> so you thought I was lying? Was I speaking like someone with no experience? You must write No, no, no. If God will just help me, I've just told God. God, just take them away. God understands this movement. I think as rewind, he, he sees it like this. <laughs> he sees it like you're saying, bring them. He doesn't take them away. He brings them. He allows them. He points out, have you seen my servant? This one looks like him for. <laughs> but, but you can check, shall you can check. If only God would do what? He wants you to stand under it. That is why the girl finds your address. That's why the guy finds your number. He must come back. Now, since all the time in the past, every time they come back, they call again. Like a, a, the loser you are. And what kind of preacher is this? A preacher of the truth. The loser you are. In you draws no good thing. You have not read before. It is why you must find Jesus. Hold him tight. He is the one that does not buckle under pressure. Until you learn how to hold Jesus. How to attach yourself to the pillar of your life. And not just sing it. You are the pillar that holds my life. Jehovah Shammah, you are the pillar. You are the pillar. You are the pillar that holds my life. Only song. Jehovah Nisi. You are the pillar. How many of you know if you stand next to a pillar? This aggressive fan. How many of you know if you stand next to a pillar? How many of you know if you stand next to a pillar and something falls? That the chances of your being hot are very low. If something is coming from above, bam, that, this, how many of you know if you are at the edge here, that you can hit that pillar and cave at the sides, like if you're here, you may be hit. But if you're actually next to a pillar, that you're safer. Oh, for all of you that don't know, know it, I beg. Uh-uh, that you may not know something, where there is. Know it now. If something falls here and I'm here and I hide here, my chances of safety are greater. Pillars are load-bearing, yes, no? They bear load. So wise people, you know in yourself, you cannot overcome. These are the things that the quicker you learn, the quicker people look at you and say, ah, it's me and you, we got born again at the same time. How come it seems you? Your own is so easy. These are some of the reasons. These are some of the real reasons. They are real reasons. 
Some of us learned early that we have no energy of our own. We just told ourselves the truth early, early. When you hear me stand here and say, you know how I was preaching some weeks ago again, I told you, you, see, you're, you know be a better person, leave it. Say, no, in Jesus, I'm no more a sinner. I've told people, people have asked in meetings, I've taken time to answer, you're a sinner. And no, people are still arguing, you know, the moment I stop seeing myself as a sinner. The Bible says you are a sinner. I know someone saying no, it's semantics, this and that. I'm not saying I don't sin. Sinners are people who sin. Say I am a believer. A believer in the power of Jesus to save sinners. To save sinners. Jesus can save. He came to save. Did Jesus say that he that is sick is the one that needs a physician, a doctor? That those that are well do not need a doctor? Do you need Jesus? You are a sinner. Wait Preachers, I, again, I know what some of them mean. I know they are sincere, but you don't have to be sincere by confusing. Don't tell lies. I don't like it. Please, you are a sinner. Listen, after you got born again, you are a sinner. You are a born again sinner. Before you were born again, you are a sinner, sinner. A full-time sinner. Sin is what you do. When you got born again. The Bible says we all stumble in many ways. Paul, I've showed you, was towards the end of his life. He didn't say, I was the chiefest of sinners. He said, I am. It's written there. I am the chiefest of sinners. Now your job is to go and confirm if I'm correct. How many of you have confirmed already? He, he said, I am. This is after years of being an apostle of the Lamb. Faithful. He was coming to the end of his life. And he said, I am the chiefest of sinners. He was not being falsely humble. He was telling the truth. Those are the kinds of things someone will read about Paul and say, Paul didn't know what he was saying. He was saying what is a fact. Define sin. Anything not done in faith is sin. Paul knows the many times he hesitated. And you cannot doubt he had faith. Have you not read anything in the Acts of the Apostles? The letters he wrote, he doesn't say much. But Luke wrote the book of Acts. Luke says much. Luke tells you the kind of faith Paul had. He tells you how a snake bites Paul and he shakes it off and does not pray at all. He tells you how how. You want to know Paul's faith life, you can't know it from his Paul's letters because Paul is too humble. But you can know it from Luke who accompanied him and was watching this man and writing and saying what he saw and heard. He told us the amazing things about Paul. If you read the book of Ephesus, you can never know that Paul was using hankies to heal people. Aprons. Like Simple things. Uh, okay, uh, take this, my. When you go put this on that mad person, uh, just, you wouldn't know it. You can't know from his letters. Have you read his letters? Go and look for the miracles in the letters of Paul. You won't find. He's just teaching, teaching, teaching. You think nothing happens with Paul. But when Paul now tells you, I am the cheapest of sinners, 
It's a function of perspective. Isaiah understood it. Prophesied, 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 prophesied. Then he saw the Lord. Exalted far. High and lifted. And his glory, the train of his book, it filled the temple. He saw it and Isaiah didn't go, mm, I always knew. No, I've always told them, sinners, all of them. He said, ah, I dwell amongst people of unclean lips. I, I, am a man of unclean lips, me first. And I dwell among them. He saw his unworthiness. Job, God said of Job, there's no one like him on earth. Integrity, 100%. This, bah, this one, bah, huh, that guy, the guy's good. Satan, you see him? As they come, you see him? I mean, you say that two and three, they go, you see him? Satan says, because you're protecting him, he said, okay, you may touch, as you've said, but don't touch him. And the roof came crashing on Job. The Bible tells us after all the events of the book of Job, Job saw the Lord and said, I have heard of you with the hearing of my ears. And now I've seen you with my eyes. I repent in dust and ashes. Repent of what? Is this the job they said is the human definition of a perfect child of God? Repent of what? It's a function of perspective. So can I put it to you that Paul had seen the Lord Huh? When you see God, you don't feel righteous. All the, what people call self-righteousness is because they have not seen God. Again, I, I, you can tell a little when people are like, like, wow, where have you been? God taught me years ago and it's the example I use to help myself, to remind myself. Tell me, ta, don't look at the people, all the people you are more mature than spiritual. Don't look at them. Don't keep your eyes on them. In your journey, who is the tallest person here? Come, 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 come. Uh, I need who is I need a short person, someone that is definitely shorter than me. Even if it's a child, stand there, stand there, face the crowd. Come, come, Aaron, quick, come this way. This Aaron is too tall. I need someone shorter. Go, go, go back. I wish there was, come, come, Shalom. <coughs> I wish there was someone taller than this, sir. That, are you stop going? Come, come. <laughs> God taught me not to be looking this way. Don't look at all the people. When you look at people that are below you spiritually, automatically, without trying, your head and shoulders above them. It makes you feel high. Do you know what happens to people that are high? Pun intended. <laughs> it makes you high and lofty. So he starts saying, all of you. <laughs> You're beneath me. Even if you don't say it out, you act like it. Hundred of you are not up to my finger. Wait, do you know what it means to be spiritual? You don't know anything. It's automatic. It's a function of perspective. Do you understand? It is what you always look down on everyone. Why? Because there's nothing to look up to here. You can't even keep your head straight. 
Everyone you see is beneath you. Literally. He told me, don't be looking at them. Only look at them quickly to see how much you can help lift them up. But in your day-to-day walk, I want you to keep your eyes on me. Looking up. As I saw the Lord, lifted. He didn't see him at his level or beneath. He was lifted. You live life like this. Let me tell you, you can never be proud. Because all you are trying to do is lift your... Let's see, you'll be walking around like this. Hopping. Because you permanently feel short. Next to you know this people you don't want to stand next to in a picture. Well, no, you're like, please squat, I beg. Squat, just squat. But don't stand near me, I beg. Ah. Why are you standing near to me? <laughs> you know, like, because they are higher than you. They look down on you. The Lord Jesus is lifted up. If you keep your eyes on him on trying to attain his standard, you you stay humble. You won't be trying to. Is this clear? Thank you. You won't try to be humble. You will be humble because of where your eyes are. Once in a while, he reminds you, remember the people I told you to, oh, sorry. Uh, come on. Uh, come. You, sir, are you not eating? Why are you still this height? Please eat. But it's not with condemnation. It's not with pride. Do you get? Say, listen, I used to be your height too. My, but when my mother would say, eat this, I'll say, I don't like it. Eat this, I don't like it. But it's when I started, and, I, and also, don't worry too much, huh? with time, you grow taller, huh? with time. How old are you? Uh, you, you, you? You're coming. But make sure you're doing what they say, okay? But you keep your eyes. Say, this is just to assist them. You have a problem if you're this height, and you don't want to grow taller. It, it's a real problem. You're a spiritual cretin. Which is bad. You have a problem too if you look here and feel worthless because you're not yet that height. Do you remember with what you eat and time? You also go to that? Yes, the scriptures tell you in Ephesians 4 <coughs> that we will grow unto the fullness of the stature of the Son of God. We will come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Till we come to the full, the mature, the perfect, the mature, telios man. So process. The same way these ones will go to your own stature and maybe overtake you if you keep looking at them. Why are you looking at them? Feeling proud. You don't know the Lord is growing taller and taller. If you keep your eyes this way, you'll be joining, doing, Lord, how do you do that? How do I do it? I want to. You will not be proud. Paul had his eyes on the Lord Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And because he did that, he felt like a sinner. He felt he had fallen below what he could. It is James in chapter 3 of the eponymous book. The book letter named after him that said, We all stumble in many ways. It is Paul that said he's the chiefest of sinners. I, who am the cheapest of sinners, to Timothy. It is John who said, if anyone says he does not sin, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. 
These are primary apostles and elders. They are telling you. They are not shirking. They are not saying, I am uh, I'm sinless. I'm, I'm, I'm not a sinner. They don't say that. Why do you say it? Because someone told us that if you agree that you are a sinner or if you agree with truth, that it reduces what Jesus has done. It never does. You heard our brother come out, Tito uh, Peter, and say, you heard with me, that one, his father knew he was a changed person when he started cleaning his room because he had been known to go for weeks without making his bed. But he said the challenge he now has with his father is his father saying, you have not done all the list of things I gave you to do. When before he did, there was no list with his name on it at all. No list at all. Because he did nothing. How many of you have siblings like that? Flash your hand quickly. Keep it down. Keep it down before they watch the video. Okay. So there are people. They have families like this. Yes. For real. Siblings who do nothing. Look at how those hands that went up. They refuse to do anything. Tomorrow you see them and be pitying them how their children or their workers do nothing. God may I never pity them in Jesus' name. Make your child prophetic in their houses and workplaces. Amen. That was a personal prayer. Sorry, don't mind. And you know, you come across someone like that and, and they are raking. How can I go out and come and this house is like that? So I always beg God, God, may I never pity such a human being. Like as they are saying, let everything in me harden. In fact, let me be annoyed. God, just show me a vision. I just say, I say, is this not what your mother or father used to say day and night? Did you ever repent till you left the house? Did you change? Oh, you never changed. That's how you left the house. From there, you went and got a job in Sokoto, then married. Oh, oh, you thought that exam <laughs> was over. Clean up after your children. See your head. Go and clean their room. They leave the bed dirty for you. You clean it. Remember, you never wrote the exam. You see this silence? It is a blessed one. If you like, don't carry your yoke in your youth as lamentations state. It is good for a man or a woman a boy and a girl to carry their yoke when they are young, your load, your burden, your own weight. Carry it when you are young. Don't wait till you are old. Your child keeps a house dirty for you. You are like the house slave. God forbid you don't have a job three years now that your wife has or your husband. You are the one that has to be in the house. And it's somehow when they go out and come back and everything is the way it was. And you act like, no, you're not even acting. You're actually a humble child of God. Now, very humble. You're wondering, God, how long? It was that day you sit on their bed and even cry. God. The average person never remembers. They don't remember. But all the people that listen to me, you don't forget either. 
My job is to remind you as long as I am in this body. Remember. <laughs> Always remember. Forget. Ah, is that my carryover? Ah, ah. Since that time, yes. When did you write it again? Did you write making your bed? 101? You didn't. You want to carry that on you? You want to carry that over into heaven? You want to make all the beds in heaven? I think you should make this in these two, three rooms that are in this house they've given you on earth. You go make man bed, you go make angel bed, you go make bed, make bed. When they look for you in heaven, they say, wait, see, see, he's making bed. <laughs> see, he's making bed. Say, which sector? They say, I think he covers this. Four thousand eight hundred and twenty houses. You know, if you use super speed to make bed, every time you leave the room, the, 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 the bed sheet will fly. So you have to cool down. You behave yourself now. So the brother said that the challenge, now do you realize, so there are things his father tells him to do that he doesn't do or doesn't get around to doing. That he's not what you consider 100% perfect, right? But he knows very well that he has made great progress. That's the point. That's exact. That's how he, why he's still a sinner. Do you understand? We all stumble in many ways. No matter how much you try, you're falling short. Are you hearing? Now, a wise person lives with it. You don't, you don't go saying, no. No, if only I could just be perfect. Even the day, the first day, and many people here have experienced it. I asked it years ago. The experience, you used to feel, ah, there's no day I don't misbehave a lot. Then a day came where you looked at the end of the day and you're like, wow, today I didn't sin at all. I give God praise. You're so happy. So happy. And then a day, a time comes where that's normal. Why? Because of your definition of sin. That's all. Me, there's no day. I don't feel guilty. None. Now someone look at and say, ow. He walks around with a sin consciousness. It's heavy. Do I look heavy? How many preachers are as happy as me when they are preaching? It's heavy. And I don't act. So what are you talking about? I'm a sinner. And I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I live with it. Why do I know I'm guilty every day? Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Oh yeah, how long do you pray? How much of the Bible do you read? Do you reach everybody you have to reach? That time you're supposed to write down this thing, you recalled. I reminded you around 7.32. Why didn't you stand up and write it at once? After that, you forgot and you're saying there's something, there's something. The only reason you forgot to do that thing is because you didn't jump up from your bed. Because you said, let me just lie down. So it's not that you even sleeping. You said, let me just do something else first. All that, you're falling short, you're stumbling. Yeah, how much do you give that person? You are not supposed to give him 500. You have to give him 1,000. You kept hearing. Even before I show you, you have 1,000, 1,000. And you're wondering, 1,000 what? And then he showed. You gave him 500. Then because you felt good, well, you added 200. It was 700. I told you 1,000. The person thanked you. Ah, on earth. On earth, the person that was with you was like, hmm, sir, you, you try you. I mean, you, God in heaven is like, 
Kau orangnya apa? That money I'll collect it from you. At 300 naira. Collect it from you. That's how you got home. And the people in the kitchen said that the matches fell into water. And you start telling stories about how human beings are careless, 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 careless. Your angel is like, <laughs> careless, poor, careless. He hand over the 300 naira. Think you are wiser than your father in heaven. I'm telling you how. See, you, you don't see how life runs. You don't see. You don't know what is even going on. You just walk around complaining, mummy. Many times your mummy, your angels are like, "Thank you." <laughs> talk and cut. Talk and stop. I mean, talk, talk, talk. All this talk. You have known. You have done this. Uh, so you know. Please do. We have things to tell you upstairs. Do. As he finished grumbling, all right. Maybe come on here. You are the one that thinks you are perfection, and it's it's an age thing. Say today, I didn't lost after anyone. Ha! My God, my God! <laughs> Glory! This God is good. That's why they give so many testimonies, which is very good. That's why I pity those that don't give the testimonies. Every everything has stage, but a time comes. She lost after anybody. Why? That kind of fall. You fall after four years, eight years that you looked and thought. Well, I shouldn't have given the example. Some people start feeling kind. God, Lord, when? <laughs> I can tell you when. Just continue on the path you're going. Be obedient. This thing is real. This thing is real. God can work on you so thoroughly. Your mind tries to lost. To to lost is like you climbed over this thing. It's like you climbed over it. Like it's so real. It's like you breach. It's like you you climb a real wall. Meanwhile. The average person, even many, many Christians, this is how easily you lost. For many, there is no wall at all. You just stroll over into. <laughs> you just stroll over into the lost dimension. It's not. It's a realm. The, there is no demarcation between when you are. <laughs> But you can have erected a wall over time. Of obedience, of no, don't look there. No, don't think. No, 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 no. There are real walls, so that before you lost, it's like you literally pushed down. You climbed. You found a ladder. Climbed over it. Jumped. You felt the jar as you crossed the line. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. At the beginning, no wall. With time. A small one with time, you have to lift a leg. You know, but it's easy still. But it gets harder and harder. Not with time, but as you keep obeying and being more strict. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So you know, you you even feel it, God, across the line. All this in your mind, though, no, you haven't even, in quotes, even begun the lost self. It's. But many people never ever know this difference because they never build anything. 
If you are willing and obedient, this becomes reality. I've experienced it, so I know. It's very possible. Now, it is this sinner on this side of the world that is telling you, I'm still a sinner here. Why? Because it's not certain kinds of things anymore. I'm not saying I can't fall to those things. I can. I can climb over it and still fall. Many have climbed over it after years of victory. Many, many have broken the fence, the hedge. They've broken it and a snake has bitten them. So don't for a second think I'm saying you can come to a place where you can never. is a lie. I wasn't even talking about committing physical immorality. I was talking about lusting. Lusting. Pondering, thinking on someone. Imagining. That's what lust is. Imagining things you're not permitted to imagine about people you're not permitted to imagine about. That's what makes it lost. Not every time you sat next to someone and they are chest touched you and your body felt that's not lost every time i say this i know i'm setting someone free that's why i say it once every two years it's not lost because it's well you are still there's battle but that's that's your that's your body responding it's still very weak but for it to be what jesus said looking to lost you have to observe either with a real picture or video, or in your mind, you picture, and you are doing things. That's what is lost. Things you have no control about. No say. You didn't agree. You didn't ponder. You didn't welcome. That's something else. That's a bit more like uh, putting your hand on a hot iron by mistake. Huh? Pressing iron. That's very different from tattooing yourself. All right? Is this clear? It leaves the same imprint, similar, but how you got there is different. Is this clear? God doesn't weigh that similarly. One can amount to a sin, the other one is an anomaly that God is still fixing. Is this clear? I hope that helps someone. I'm not dwelling on it, and it's embarrassing to most people, but you should know. Because when you're free of mixing up issues like that, you are closer to being helped. Now go and listen to this audio again, this part. Ponder, you will pray. God will give you understanding. Sin is a function of definition. At a certain stage, when the little boy stops peeing on himself, pooping on himself, it's a matter of great pride. Mommy, I didn't pee pee. Don't you celebrate with them? You say, what? What's pee? What's pee? <laughs> you don't do that. So it's a function of perspective. Are we clear? It's a function of perspective. I found out. <laughs> So Paul was very healthy. When you hear Christians that don't know this, many times preachers just know that they are quite immature. They don't understand. They don't understand. They ought to understand. And some are not immature. They are insincere. You rejoice at every level of conquest. We rejoice. 
but get ready because more weighty things are coming. That is why you must conquer the littler ones, the smaller ones. If you don't conquer the small ones, what will you do with the heavy ones? What will you do? What will you do? <laughs> I just shared some things with the brothers yesterday, and a brother responded from another that tuned in and said, eh, It's not easy. I was going back to my place, just whether yesterday or the other day, and a girl shows up. Slim that girl. Well, and it's like, what? Say, I'm following you. Why? He said it's just 4,000. What's your name? Where are you from? If I help you go back to Akwaibom, because you're from here, will you? It was obvious, she's like, I'm This kind of you, I'm I want to send her clothes home so we can. Another one is sending message. Hello? My parents say you can come. Eh? Why? Uh, man, you think you've been tempted? Now I know some of you have been tempted terribly. Yes, I know. I know. A girl was dragging my trousers before I started university. Yes. I know it's bad. Or my shorts. It was shorts. Put her hand in it. And he had elastic band. Right. You know that one, you can't pull away. It's not it's not khaki, so I had to yield. And that girl had muscles. <laughs> I was in the village. And she was talking, I didn't even know what she was saying. And I left. <laughs> I left. She said, let me go to the house. So we were in the meal, the processing meal. My dad had a processing meal, palm oil, this, that, different things. You know, cassava, corn, uh, oil, kernel. It was the one that separated the kernel. Just different machines. And I was the overseer. And I'm here. This young lady, and most people have gone, you know, different people come to work, cassava, different things they are working. I'm supposed to record the money the workers are collecting so they won't steal everything like they used to do before I came. <laughs> and all of that, you know, many people, and the weather was, it was three lights, it was almost dark, it just turned dark, you know, and, uh, and she starts saying filthy things. And I'm like, stop that! You know, and it didn't work at all. The demon was not playing. And I carry my book. I always have a book. I was all, I always read something, so I'm never empty And I'm leaving. She comes after me. <laughs> I believe me. In my mind, I'm wondering, oh God, if this girl insists, this <laughs> elastic band, <laughs> flimsy. Shorts. Guys, don't wear shorts. It wasn't boxer, it was shorts. I don't know. Um, yeah, nobody can wear that here. Yeah. It wasn't tough stuff. It was Nigerian zone material. God helped me. I can't remember what... I don't know if I begged her. I can't remember. 
<laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I know I was 17, 16 or 17. I, was, I must have been 17 years old. I remember. <laughs> Why I said she had muscles? Because the grip wasn't, wasn't, uh, it was a grip. I held the hand. There's nothing like, uh-uh. It was like, this is war. Then I escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. That scripture became real to me. So I know guys get tempted all the time, but again, so picture you are alone in a faraway place and you had not overcome, you had not passed your test before. This brother, what do you do? There's nobody in that place. She is even wondering, where do you come from to come to this place? Now, the temptation is not just about her holding. It is you go back, and this I've explained over the years. You go back and lie down. You go back and lie down on your bed. And if the devil is let into that space, you have not learned to control your mind spaces. You. Girl. Find face. Focus. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Find teeth. Luscious lips. Aquiline nose. High cheekbones. Zoom out. Chest. You didn't pass your test. You're dead! You're dead! Be telling story. Next thing you become a pastor. Joker. Then you sleep with every living thing. It would be funny if it's not happening all over Nigeria. All over the world. One reason. Because you want to enter church. Sharp, sharp. Let's not waste time. We're not here to waste your time. Who has heard preachers start messages like that? A symbol. If you gave me 10 months, I wouldn't be able to waste your time. Can you have 66 books and you can waste their time? It's 66. I haven't even opened it here. Eh? You must be empty to be able to waste anyone's time. And you don't even need to be full. You just need to open the book. The book is not empty. Tell them, my son. Don't have time to waste. Uh, all right, straight to the point. Uh, and then you stand and make empty promises. You talk nonsense. Then everybody scatter. The people have no strength. You have not fed them any food. They are as weak as anything. Every temptation that comes. Bam. So he goes back to his room. The devil plays music for him. Tells him, you know, that girl is just a call away. <laughs> And starts quoting scripture because Satan knows Bible more than almost every Christian. Quotes it to you. Quotes it, quotes it, quotes. Tells you all sorts of things. If it doesn't work, he tells you what about your papa? What about your pastor? What about pastor this? Are you saying God has not forgiven him? Is God not still using him? Mbapa, papa, bo, 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 bo. 
It hits you if you struggle the first day. God, for you stand up. Send down your power. We pray to you, Lord. Send down the Holy Ghost. We say, Amen. Amen. We need the power. Day one, day two, day three. Every day she greets you, bro. Do you want something? I can help you back. And the enemy is saying, see, she's fine though. That's how you like them dark, slim. Just how fair. Just how... And you're doing this. How many of you have done this? Like, set that I hit you. You shake physically like... Yes, sorry if you're a visitor. Sorry, we are honest like this. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. I don't expect you to stop being a hypocrite too far. Just <laughs> maintain. Like, what, what, what are they talking about? Oh, I forget. You don't shake at all. You just receive it. <laughs> it's okay. We were once like you. We were once like you. <laughs> I told you guys, put together a prayer team and say, Father, stop pastor from telling the truth. He might not answer you. Listen to me. These things are real. Warfare is especially if you say you want to go up the holy hill. You want to see God. You want to be close to God. You want to be with Him. The book of Revelation tells you that there's a group that is with Him. He says there's no lie in their mouth, which is one of the top mostly. You saw it in Psalm 15, you saw it in Psalm 24. It's the same. They said there was a company with him. Of a hundred and forty-four thousand, they went wherever the lamb went. Wherever the lamb went. And he said things like they were virgins. Now that doesn't mean that nobody that has fallen into sexual immorality will be in this group. But in Revelation 41 he said, take note. Then I looked and saw the lamb standing on Mount Zion. So is this mountain here again? Is this the mountain of Psalm 15? Is this the mountain of Psalm 24? Once there is a mountain involved, a height, there is a price for climbing mountains. Are you listening to me? So you can call today's message the price for climbing the mountain of the Lord. There is a price for climbing. That price is what most people are never willing to pay. Till you pay it, you don't climb. You must pay before you climb. You want to climb, you want to see the Lord. And if you ever doubt, you can see the Lord. Listen to me. It doesn't matter how much you have sinned. It doesn't matter what you have done. For every new person, I beg you every once in a while, I beg you, go to g-lh.org, our website, our God's Lighthouse website. Go to the live testimonies. Read the few testimonies there. The rest, I don't know when they'll write it and send it in or when they'll publish it. If you hear the stories of the people seated here and the people out there, our brethren, if you hear their backgrounds, if you hear the things they have done, where they have been, you know you are not bad. You know you have not done yet. So stop telling too many stories about <coughs> Mount case is different. Mount is because of what I've done. What have you done? <coughs> People have done times to ten of everything you've done. Ha, Mount, I did. Others have done it too. Some did it when they were half your age. This, how do I know? They stood here. I was sitting down here or not. And they stood here and told everybody, I want to thank God for my life. When I was, and they told us things that made our ears go, hmm? Now mine doesn't tingle anymore. Nobody, 
The only tingling people feel is like, you said in front of everyone? Yes. They said it. Who told them to say, I don't know. But they stood here. I don't hear them saying it. Even me, I was saying, Che, I know the times, 16, 17, 18. When I was saying, ah, I'll tell the elite near me, we have to be checking this testimony before they share it to, oh God. Ah, they are saying everything out like that. But I gave up since. Because of the number of people that had things to say out. And I found out that when they humble themselves like that, it doesn't offend God, it pleases God. Yes, sometimes I wish I could polish away some of the details they give. But still, it's because I've been born again for a long time. To them, they are being honest. There are people that get offended at something very. Why? Usually because they are guilty of it. Not just in the past, present. So you make them feel very bad. It's like we were slaves together. And you, you have escaped. Envy. But the truth of the matter is, when people have come to appreciate God so much that they can even stand and tell of their past shameful deeds and what God has done to bring them forth. It's something you rejoice with. You don't attack. You rejoice with it. You rejoice with it. God can tell, and I've seen all those people become wonderfully used of God. Examples. People say, ah, no, your people are, oh, your people. People talk about, say, these, these ones are real, ah, these ones are doubt. Ah, if someone can marry this kind, if someone can, ah, they, if. The one time they were in mud, the mud of this life. Why? Because God is the master washer. <laughs> oh, he's really good at cleaning up dirty things. Really good. Really good. He's really good. The problem is you, is, what's the problem? You're trying to clean up yourself. When you finish cleaning, then you present yourself to him. I've finished. So. You see, this is the problem. This is why people can never be acceptable to God self-righteously. Because there's always something wrong with you. Do you understand when I say you're a sinner? Every time you think, no, I stopped this, I did this, then you say, God, now you must accept me. I, I clean, I clean. I must surely be righteous now. This is, I've cleaned everywhere now. Ah, ah, sorry. Let me clean the answer. I'll come back in one month. This is self-righteousness. You keep trying to brush up. You, you tell yourself, if only I do this, if I join this group, if I give this offer, if I do this, if I go here, if I join the evangelistic group, I'll join the choir. If I also join the cleaning crew, then I will join the sanctuary. I'll, uh, can I teach Bible study? You're trying to be justified by works. By the law. By works. By the deeds of the law. No one can be justified. He doesn't accept you because you can never claim. So you might as well just come as you are. Don't change anything. Hand over. And stand there humbly while he does the work. Your job is to follow him around while he's doing the work. He who began the work in you is faithful to complete the work he began. Not you began and he continued. Do you hear me?
God helped me understand this a bit earlier. By early, still years after, but it made my life so easy. That's why I say you are still a sinner. Do you understand now? Get over this, uh, I'm completely cleaned up. You are not completely cleaned up. The one who is carrying you is the one that is completely clean. He is cleaning you. But the only way he cleans you is by your obeying everything he says. By that, I don't mean that if you don't obey everything, he stops cleaning you. No, I say, I'm saying every new area you want him to clean and he's willing to clean is going to come about as you obey him. So you're like, God, yes, I've not touched anybody and nobody has touched me. I've kept my body from immorality. Yeah, but your mind is commit. there's immorality here. The consequences are different, yes, and, but it's so. Now you must allow him clean that too. How? Oh, get off this social media. Uh, that is when I open, yeah, I don't even know how that person is now open to. I know it's an attack. You may have to go off. I remember years ago telling a young lady, students, I say, hand over your smartphone to someone with a Java phone. Swap it. She ran away. So I'm looking at pornography every day. Daily. She said in class, night class, whatever. She said she'll be sitting there with her friends. They don't even know. She's sitting. People are here. She said, they don't know it's pornography. She's looking at. Like she was bound and tied in ropes. Pastor's daughter. Was in, in thick ropes. Completely bound. See, you must obey. If you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. If you if you refuse and rebel, the soul will devour you. War is war. What I've just described, the process of being cleaned up is sanctification. That's the process of being made holy. It cannot happen before you are justified. You must be justified first before you can be sanctified. Sanctification is a function of what you do in obedience to what God says. So you see 1 John 3 say, Little children, do not let anyone deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous. He didn't say is justified. But you will be sanctified. It's not said it must be done. The act of obedience. Now back to Revelation 14. He says, and this is the principle. And with him, that's the lamb on Mount Zion. 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Whenever you see forehead, think mind. Mind. Touch your forehead, that's where your brain is. Where's the cerebral cortex? Front or back? Side. Occipital front. Back. Frontal cortex. Frontal lobe. 
bah, I reached into my brain words and brought out anything I found. <laughs> they didn't fit. Alright, so those are the medical people. Frontal loop. What does it, what is this said it controls? What, what do they say this side? Say? Seat of judgment. Okay. See, listen, when people are talking and you don't know anything about it, listen to me. Listen to me. Well, you don't know what they are talking about. Just keep your face straight and look. Almost not imperceptibly, like, you knew this. This slight look of agreement. Okay? Neither way I was three. <laughs> that kind of look. They had the name of the son. They had the name of the father. It was here. His name. They had listened and paid attention to him till he was inscribed. They are thinking. Whatever they do, it's for the name of the Lord. Their mind <clears throat> was unpleasing him. They did whatsoever things they did in the name of the Lord. Till their assessment of things, their judgment of things, their assessing of things was only done with one thought in their mind. What is the will of my Lord and my God? This is the way they live. That's why the name was inscribed. People think and talk and bother about the mark of the beast. I've told you, they cannot be the name of the Lord. The book of Revelation, go and read chapter 7, 8. It talks about, I may have mixed it up, but it talks about the name of the Lord. A mark being put on the forehead of the bond servant. Bond servant. That's the mark of Christ. Now, what you've heard spoken about in the book of Revelation is the mark of the beast. There's nobody that has the mark of the bond servant here that has the mark of the beast also. It's not possible. You can't stand the mark of the beast on the name of the mark of the bond servant. It, but it's not servant. It's not anybody. It's not Christians. It's not believers. It's bond servants. Bond servants are different. Please go and ask for the message. On, have you found that message on bond servants? I shared years ago. I mentioned it on and off, but listen to it, please, so we can focus. Bond servants were those who, who gave their life. The word closest meaning to the word in the Greek is dolos. When you see Paul introduce himself and he says, I, Paul, a, some Bible says servant. That's not proper interpretation. It's a dolos, which is a bond servant. Many say bond servant. Bond servant is different from servant. Servants are paid. How much? Okay, you do this for me. I'll pay you this. Okay. A bond servant is not about the payment. Many times they are not paid anything. They belong to the master. They are owned like property. They own, you own a bond servant like this pen. It's bonded to me. It's my pen. In fact, a bond servant is more bonded to me than this pen. I can lose this. 
someone can take it, can be lost. A born servant is, is the property of his master. He's owned. Like for life. A, born, a servant can work for you for two days and leave. Someone can work for you for two months and leave. Someone can be with you for four years and leave. That's a servant. A born servant does not leave. There's no leaving. It's those people that have the mark of the sun on their forehead. It's a different kind of relationship. You better know this. Under the law, it said that you have to take the bond servant and bore a hole through his ear. And if you do that, he will serve you you know, like he, 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 the Bible tells you why he said. He said, "I love my master, and he doesn't want to leave you. He's the one that says, you know what? I don't ever want to leave you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. I want to do this. I want to do that." He said, "If that happens, then take him, mark him, okay? Open a hole in his ear. If you read the book of Isaiah 50, you're going to hear him say that the Lord has opened his ear." And he did not harden his heart. He didn't resist. In other words, he was telling me, it wasn't the opening of just, he was saying, I've become a bond servant. Are you hearing me? That's why Isaiah was saying that he was a bond servant of the Lord. And he said, I hear. It's a picture of someone whose ears have been opened. Your ears have been opened. When your ears are open, should I give you specific scriptures? Say yes or no. I'd rather you said no. I would rather you said no. Huh? But go and do your homework. Okay? Slaves. I, I mentioned Isaiah 50. You want, you want to look at that? Isaiah 50, verse 5. Take the microphone, help me read. I paraphrased it, but you can just read it. The Lord God has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious, nor have, ha have I turned back. Did you hear that? So what happened when his ears were open? What does it result in? It removes rebelliousness. Do you understand? And also it removes backsliding. There's no turning back. Are you hearing? This is why many people backslide. This is why they turn back. This is why many people are rebellious. Their ears have never been opened. Why? They are not born servants. So you can habitually be disobedient. It's why you're, ah, one moment, the guy is so committed. Ah, that girl, <laughs> if everyone was like her. Ah. The next thing, have you seen Priscilla? They said, mm. pray for Priscilla. Mm. Why now? And she has, ba 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 ba. These are the things that normally happen to people. They change, they go back to their ways because they were never bonded to their Lord. Who understands the term? You've heard the terms of bonding, where it said someone is bonded to someone. You work for someone, you're bonded. Anyone? You just made sounds. Who knows what it means to be bonded? 
They send you on a scholarship and you're bonded. They train you for free and you're, you're bonded. It's still used. These words are used now. You're tied. You must work for them for at least five years. Have you heard things like that before? That's it. Now, so the idea is gotten from <coughs> the concept of a born servant, okay? It's from that concept. And when you have found to, uh, you know, be one who can be deemed worthy to be bonded to your master, uh, things are a bit different. It's from a place of love. That's something I think you must really, really understand. It's not from a place of, uh, should I say, force. You don't force press, uh, people to become born servants, okay? Are you hearing? Yes, you don't, you don't, there's nothing like, uh, she, 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 she makes, she, he made me his born servant. No. Alright, Exodus chapter 21, look at verse, uh, we read from 1. No, let's read from 1. And we read it till verse uh, 6. These are the ordinances that you have to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he's to serve you for 6 years. Do you see? Do you see 6 years? Do you, and he bought this servant too. 6 years. Hmm? I didn't say 6,000 years ago. I said 6, six years. <laughs> your eyes will see. Your ears will hear. Your heart will understand in this world that there is small picture and there is big picture. And that our God is in charge. God is not not in charge. God is in charge of this earth. God has a plan. God is much more Brace yourself. Gooder than you think. You love God eventually. You might as well love him now. Everybody at any end is going to go, try. But here fun. Try. Interpret. <laughs> if you interpret, say. God, everybody at the end will say, for the Lord is good. Everybody will. You can't help but say. Because when you see his big, beautiful plan. So, six years. Even if you buy a servant. But in the seventh year, he shall go free without paying anything. This is a Hebrew servant. Not every servant. Hebrew servant. If he arrived alone, he's to leave alone. Is this clear? How did he come? If he arrived with a wife, she's to leave with him. So this servant, the way he came is the way he goes. Yes? You bought him. Now he has paid off his debt by serving you. If his master gives him a wife, and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master. And only the man shall go free. If the wife, not the master, yes. All this is parables of things that are way bigger than husband and wife. You remember when he told you about husband and wife in Ephesians 5? He said, I'm talking about Christ and the church. Everybody's like, I beg, I don't know what that one means. Uh -huh. So, 
wives and husbands. Today I'm telling you, everybody reads Ephesians 5 and just jumps and pass and speaking of Christ and the church. <laughs> you don't want to know what he's speaking. Say I do, I beg. <laughs> All you want is to hear I do. He's speaking of Christ and the church. In this passage, he's speaking of Christ and the church. All over the Bible is about Christ and the church. They now said you people should do example. Example. They said you people should act out examples. That's how people be failing. Small example they say you should do, you be failing. They say do one leg like this, you come up. They said do like this. I'll be doing like this till you die. He said they shouldn't flog you. This small life, they say, come and, oh yeah, do how Jesus is doing. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. You do like this. He points you up, he points down. Is that what they are doing? So Satan goes out of his way to make sure that those that are supposed to be the human examples of imitating Christ keep doing the wrong thing. That's how you can make millions of people do the wrong thing. Sorry, I was pausing to grieve. Don't follow anybody and do the wrong thing. Ever. And don't feel bad about not following someone to do the wrong thing. Question, how do you know it's wrong? That's why you must study the Bible. Test all things. Test it. Twice. I saw a video yesterday. Twice. I saw it yesterday. I saw it today. I don't know what kind of coincidence that is. Of a preacher that I like. I like generally. I don't support a lot of the things he's done. And some time ago, he said he's sorry for having done those things. I'm like, yes, I knew you were wrong. He was wrong. He kept doing, teaching certain things. He came out and said I was wrong in teaching these things. You know, there are people that were angry with us when we said he, he, he was wrong. Now that he has come out to say he was wrong, are you still angry? And I'm not talking about anything that happened in the last two, three weeks. You know how people be angry with you? Why should you say anything against him? Now that he said something against himself, God. Eh, eh, what? Hippopotamus. Hypocritical. People are very annoying. So it's wrong when he says it's wrong. If I say it is wrong, it's not wrong. Is it wrong or it's right? Is this blue or it's black? How dare you call my book blue? I say it's black. What color is this? It's like you're not hearing me. I say this thing is black. Say black. Oh yeah, neighbor, punch neighbor and say, keep quiet. If the man says black, who are you? Who are you to judge a man of God? Oh yeah, tell her. What color is this? She's judging the man of God. 
He said, see, I said he's black. You say he's blue. So he's black because I said he's black. What is wrong with Christian self? You know, they say there's never been a case of collective hallucination, though. Everybody does not stand and see a lie. It's usually one or two people. Say, I saw something, and when a whole crowd sees it, <laughs> it was there. How did he arrive that is blue eventually? Sorry, I'd like to apologize. This thing is actually blue, and for years I know I said it was black. You that slapped her. You'll be among the first to say yes, so is reason he humble. This is why we have to look at Jesus. Because if you look at all these people, eh? you could have checked it yourself since. No, you not check. How dare you check anything by yourself? Why you do know more than him? Did you tell her? Do you know more than him? So it's true based on So I saw a video. What's the video I saw? It has nothing to do with this one I said. Whatever you think. And I was seeing so I remember some time ago I was talking about uh seeing some videos, some African preacher pushing down people as you spring today. You don't push them. Don't push them, they'll fall. Then some people hold them, they'll lift them up. Then they'll fall. And I remember I used to be annoyed. And then they now show this white man that I used to like. I still like him. So I like all Christians. I don't like people that are not Christians. Using Juju pretend to be Christians. But those are Christians, but. And he was pushing them exactly down the same way. All these people have been angry with. And I'm like, oh God. They are copying this person from years ago where he used to push down people like this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Going towards someone and you push. How would they not fall? When they push, oh yeah, if you don't believe, come. Come, come let's check if you fall. You push someone like that, how would he not fall? And what pained me as I realized yesterday, I'm saying I saw the video, should I say randomly on YouTube? And then today someone posted, there's no way the person knows what I saw. It's impossible. The exact same with the same clips. I saw the other one in two, three random places yesterday. Then this one is all in one clip. I was like, what? And I was thinking about how the many African preachers that are doing those things just copied it. So while I've been angry at this African preacher, some which I think are absolute jokers, they are not even I don't I don't even trust some are born again. But I was saying it from a place of is that how others that even believe in Holy Ghost power do? And then I now saw that others they have been doing it for long, long before the same way. You know, it makes me feel a bit, what, hypocritical? My small African righteous, uh, sorry, 
like, eh, ah, you, I, I probably may have spoken and said, I don't know why Africans carry things to extreme. Then I saw it was white man that taught them. The same way, the same put, the same action, the same pick them up. Pick, pick them. Why do you keep picking them up, pushing them down again? What's all this about? Why? Why? You know when I keep finding out things late? Is what happens when you don't grow up on people. You grow up reading your Bible and read um, Now again, unfortunately, some, and I'm remembering why I saw the first one, you know, and it was all these people that don't believe God can heal, they don't believe God can do any of those things. Now, at least, not in a way that is sensible. Because they never give any example. They never open their mouth and say very directly, God heals God. They just bundle everyone and say it's fake, fake, fake. That not one miracle has happened through anyone's ministry. And I'm like, I am so annoyed by them. But when they show evidence like this, and you're guilty, you make people speak against God with right. And it makes me feel ashamed because I am Pentecostal upwards. And I lean this way, not the other way. When you do things out of line, you bring this honor to God. So those who already were doubting say, ah, we said it. Even when you are correct, they will still say that nothing good can come from you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Remember what triggered this? I talked about imitating as I imitate Christ. Your example must be right. Or you mislead people. You mislead millions of people. They will think it's okay because you did it. And even though you stepped out in the power of God, when you add all this, your extra, extra, layers and layers of extra that Jesus did not do. The people will now throw away the baby with the bad water. They will throw away the good you brought with the bad you brought. Is this understood? Knowing that people will imitate you, you cannot therefore do bad. Don't do bad. Don't add to his words. Don't add. And you, follow, follow. Because at some stage, you must follow. Are you hearing me? Please, don't follow everything. Test it before following. Use scripture. Ask those who love the Lord that are wise. Pay attention to others. Come to a sensible, reasonable conclusion. Can our God do miracles? Yes. Will he do miracles? Yes. Is he doing miracles? Yes, he is. Will he do it this way? Will he say he should give money for it? Will he do this? He won't. Do what is right. The right way. And you will please God. And you will be able to serve men properly. Amen? But if the servant declares, the born servant, I love my master and my wife and children. I do not want to go free. Was this guy free after six years? But he chose not to go free because he lo- because of one word. Because of love. He said, Don't free me. Ah, if you know how this applies, if you know how this applies. Me, I'm, I want to be a bond servant all my life, and I'm hoping to help raise bond servants. Because they are the only ones that are sure that the mark of the beast will not be on their forehead. <laughs> Empty foreheads are available for the mark. <laughs> you 
It's a function of who is holding the branding iron. Is it the Lord? Is it his angels? Or is it the beast and his false prophets? Better watch who brands you. Because someone is controlling your mind. Somebody must control your mind. Your mind. Your forehead. Somebody must leave his mark on it. Every act of obedience. Every act of love for God. Will qualify you. Verse 6. Then his master in response. So he's saying, I love my master. I love my wife. I love my children. I love the people of God. That's I love Jesus. I love the church of God. I love the people of God. I love them all. I ain't serving you for pay, Lord. I ain't living to go and live my life and do what I want. I want to be here. His master is to bring him before the judges. It's a serious matter. So everyone knows I didn't force him all. Be my witness. And he shall take him to the door or doorposts and pierce his ear with an awl like a chisel like looking thing a peg like looking thing he's a hammer put it there and bah! then he shall serve his master for life is it six years is it six years 6,000 years a day is as a year, a thousand years. Shall serve him for life. This is not someone that is only during this age, this time period we are in, that you may serve the Lord. These are the servants that when the master of those servants was come, he told them, give me an account. In Matthew 25, in Luke 19. And he said, master, from your one mina, I got 10. He said, rule over 10 cities. Serve me some more. Are you listening? You serve him forever. Then there are those that will not. Your service ends in this age. Because you didn't qualify to serve in the next. You know what presidents say and governors? I swear, I affirm, I shall serve to the best of my ability. Service is not suffering. The Bible says when the Lord comes back, the servant that was faithful, we read it just some days ago, he will cause them to sit and he will serve them. Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Service is not painful. Service is enjoyable depending on whom you are serving. Yes? The Lord wants to raise those who can serve him forever. And part of this price is acquired by opening your ears. Your ears must be open. Again, Isaiah 50. Start from verse 3. I put the heavens in black and make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me, read the tongue of Discipleship or a disciple, the Lord God has given me the tongue, tongue, tongue. Let's see how he got a tongue. Maruba, have you ever heard of a tongue of discipleship? It's a tongue that makes disciples. 
Allah, I don't make you rich. Make you a disciple. And may you have a tongue that makes disciples. Because Jesus, as he was living, said, Go out into all the world and make rich men. Make what? Disciples. He told you what to make. Make anything else you like. Do make anything you like. Let judgment day reach you making anything but disciples. You tell me who told you to make those things. I'm here to make God's people marry. You explain who died and sent you to marry people. What else do people want to be made into? I know number one is to be rich. Marriage is at the top of the list. What else do you want? Famous. Want to make famous men, mighty men. You want any such confusion? You're in the wrong gathering. Don't say I didn't tell you. Now after coming for eight weeks, you now say this place. What do they even want, sir? I've told you what we want. Disciples, the Lord God has given me the tongue of discipleship to sustain the weary with a word. To sustain the weary. Because if there's a challenge the disciple has, it's weariness. Have you read Galatians 5 before? He said, Galatians 6, he said, don't be weary of well-doing. If you endure, you'll be rewarded. Disciples get weary. Let's finish. Disciples get weary. Isaiah. He awakens me. Read. Morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. How do you get a tongue of a disi- of discipleship? By listening as a disciple. A disciple is a follower. In the Greek, matetes means one who follows. Isaiah 11, verse what, 15? Let's see. 16. Did I say 11? Not 11, no, 8. Oh. 8, 8, 8. Next verse. Read. Bind up the testimony and seal the law among my disciples. Verse 17. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Go back to verse 16. What is the result of the law being bound up and sealed among the disciples? Verse 17, the capacity to wait for the Lord. The ability to put your trust in him. Are you understanding? Faith comes by hearing what? The word of God. So what is it we find with disciples? Verse 16. Bind up the testimony and seal. You know how they seal? Seal. Stamp. Emboss. Engrave. Seal the law. Where? Among who? 
I'm showing you multiple places. So you don't say, well, this is and it's just no, God doesn't do coincidences. This is Isaiah telling you. He told you before. This is the Lord telling him. If you want to understand this, go and read from verse 11. In fact, you read from around verse 10. And he told you what was happening. He said, don't say conspiracy when these people say conspiracy. People see us, if you stay around us a lot, you wonder, why don't these people talk about the things most Nigerians talk about, Christians talk about, shout about, complain about? Why should we? Why should we? Grumbling and complaining about things God does not grumble and complain about. And ignoring all the things God is complaining and grumbling about. Don't you understand something is wrong? Give me, give me, give me verse. I'm sorry. Give me verse 11. Everyone, well, read, read with me. Let's suffer together. For this is what the Lord has spoken to me. With a strong hand instructing me not to walk in the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything these people regard as conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not live in dread. Keep going. The Lord of hosts is the one you should regard as holy. Only he should be feared. Only he should be dreaded. And he will be a sanctuary. But to both houses of Israel, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. To the dwellers of Jerusalem, a trap and a snare. Many will stumble over these. They will fall and be broken. They will be ensnared and captured. Now, this is what he wants you to do. He has finished telling you not to be alarmed and run helter-skelter about the things they do. What does he now tell you to do? Bind up the testimony and seal the law among my disciples. Do you understand? He's showing you the alternatives. Either you join Nigerians. Have you heard? Hey, ah, oh, they're finished. We are finished. I hear they brought in everything is set. No, no, no. You hear, they'll finish us. Every, how, how many of you heard conspiracies in the last five years? See, how many of you heard it? Very many things that never happened. Your whole family don't have smartphone. May God visit your family. Amen. How many of you heard from your, whoever had this smartphone, your neighbor, that they say, you guys have finished, that they, you, ah, Islamization, Fulanization, Macrinization, uh, uh, well, give me what else, what? Ebonization, uh, Biafranization, uh, Deltanization, oh, You're already Americanized. So, uh, just many endless things. Did you hear things? Ah, oh, that never happened. There's a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy. God told me this in 2003. What did I know? <laughs> With a strong hand. He said, I don't want you calling conspiracy. What is people call conspiracy? I mean, the beauty of walking with God, even when you don't even understand much. 20 years ago. He said this thing to me till I was like, wonderful God. He said, I don't call it conspiracy. I was in law school. 
where they say the conspiracy is to make everyone fail. So in spite of whatever fear I had, I say, God said, from the day, I, from as I, as I arrived in law school, too, and I've seen this thing happen over and over again. Rather, he said, bind my law among my disciples. So I've focused on tying the word of God, binding it, bonding it, scripture to myself, to my heart, inside me. That's the opposite of listening to conspiracy theories. It is why I don't like sitting around people saying, do you know, have you heard, they are planning, ba 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 ba, bo bo bo, Per time, as it fits their narrative, they switch. Every time, depending on who they like or not, the conspiracy keeps changing shape. God said, don't do any of that. That's why if you're here and you're prone, you hear me once in a while say something and it offends you. It's because I'm trying to dismantle your conspiracy. When I ask you, uh, you said this will happen, this will happen. Poison apple, poison beans, poison. Where is it? Do any of your family members eat it? Any neighbor? Do you know anyone that ate that poison bean that left the north in trucks? Oh, he has not arrived. Tire bust. That's how many years ago? This five, six years. They have not still arrived. Oh, by the grace of God, he fell into a ravine. Praise God. All of them. Oh, okay. What about the cow pox? Always one conspiracy. Always one conspiracy. One major... Have they been troubles? Yes. But why must you come up with... God said to his disciples, don't do it. Said to his servant, then he told him, go to my disciples and teach them to hide the, my words in them and upon them tight tight do you understand that is why we spend our time binding up his law amongst his disciples are you hearing me uh, don't don't be confused i'm not confused there's no confusion here it's not that i'm what i don't know what i'm doing no i'm very focused i, I know exactly what i'm doing it's very deliberate so i don't come here and tell you newspaper stories now I come and talk Bible. How many of you used to feel this pastor is not being realistic? Yeah, we are on earth now. Let's be realistic. Real life, you cannot dodge it. Tell the truth. Now your angels are watching. You didn't say it out. You thought it inside your heart. Okay, so of you English, you pour your point English. Put down your hand first. Let me explain. It's not that you said it like that, but inside you are like, it's like everything is a spiritual, spiritual, heaven, heaven. Yeah, eh, too. Let's be real. I'm not used to hear that. Well, but let's be real. When I, when you hear me, somebody don't be hearing. Like, well, well, but we must be words like realistic used to play in your mind. Realistic, real, practical. We are human beings. We are on earth. Any of those synonyms. The truth of the matter is this. Nobody is more realistic than God. That's why you notice as you keep hearing me preach. I'm very realistic. I talk about things down to the dust of it. Practical things. The more you understand God, the more you understand is what? The more you can live on earth in a balanced way. The more peaceful your earthly life can be when God wants it peaceful. When he wants fire, he can create it. And he does sometimes. All of it is to shape you. He doesn't want your life built on conspiracies. He wants his disciples to focus on his words. Is this clear? 
not on stories that keep changing shape. How many of you heard, ah, tomorrow's election, I heard they finished Reagan. No need. The opposite of the results everyone said was coming out came out. Then raise your hand now. Where were you doing election? You ran to the bush. How many of you were around people? They said, leave that thing. I guess they didn't know. The opposite of everything that was analyzed. How many of you have heard analysis? Said with great certainty. And none of it happens. Conspiracies. Conspiracies. He said, don't. He said, don't follow these people. That's what he told me. Today. He said, don't follow these people. Wherever you are, don't be following them. Don't follow them. It's years later. I understood something, but I don't want to go down that path. <laughs> and by the grace of God, I've refused to follow conspiracies. It has helped me have a clear mind. And most of the things I foresaw or I foresee will happen, happen. Even without my praying for it. Why? Because I've focused on binding the law and sealing it, stamping it upon my own mind and others. So let's begin to wind up. You're back to Revelation. No, no, no. You were at Isaiah 50. So he said God opened his mouth. before. So we have verse 4, then the 5. So I went back to show you. He opens your ear morning by morning and it results in your tongue being instructed. He opens your ears. So listen. As a disciple, people, you want a tongue of discipleship, you must listen as a disciple. You can't go out and make disciples if you're not a disciple. Are you hearing me? It won't work. You can only make people into what you have become. I told you the other day, a good tree brings forth good fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. You want to know the nature of a servant of God? Look at the people that follow him closely and consistently. Whatever it is they have become is what... That's how I track a person. Oh, I love this person. I follow this one. This is my favorite. I look at you. You're very weird. I don't trust whoever it is, even though I don't know him or her. Why are you like this? If you look like the tree you say you came for, if you taste like this, your tree is bad. Are you understanding? Now I qualify that by saying that there are bad fruits that rule under good trees. Are you hearing me? There are bad fruits from somewhere else that can roll under a good tree. It's not everything you pick on the ground that came from that tree. But if we plucked you from that tree, you, was on, you grew out of it and you taste evil then one must question 100% with right the tree you came from I hope this is clear the Lord has opened my ears he's summarizing for you here and I have not been rebellious nor have I turned back so the Lord opened his ears and he got the tongue of discipleship how often did he open his ear Morning by morning, not Sunday by Sunday, not weekly Christianity, daily Christianity. Morning by morning, not afternoon by afternoon or night by night. By then the manna has melted. Daily, 
He seeks the Lord before you get busy with this life. You appear. You want to go up the holy mountain? The price of the bond servant, the price of a disciple. You bond yourself to your master by following him as a follower, a disciple, a matatus. You follow, you bond yourself. Master, wherever you go, I'll follow you. You bind yourself to him. Say, I will not leave you, I'll serve you forever. This is not a visit to come and say, Master, give me something. And once you get it, you say, bye-bye. Till I have a problem again, like many people do that go to churches. When they have problems, they show up in church. They stay as long as the problem lasts. Once it's resolved, they are gone. I have seen them. I've, now, no, be pastor, I be. Some from day one, they came. They say, please, sir, on a Sunday, can I see you, sir? There's this problem I have. I usually start feeling this one is a clown. Then they will tell you, I keep wondering, you just came. And then I go on to tell them, just keep coming. God will be good to you. Keep coming. You keep coming. And that's the last time you see them. Some come twice. That's the last time. Some years after you tell them that thing, and when I came that time, I, 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 check, every time they still have the problem. Many times it's worse. They, they are looking for magic. The problem is I'm not a magician. If you come to me, I have one thing to do. Yes. One thing. Yes, in the process, God heals people. God does miraculous things in the process. But my intention, ah, no, don't worry, you have no problem. Ah, this is what people do. Ah, no problem, no problem. Mm, father, I am. I have no. I find no attraction to do anything except binding the law on people. The word of God. Not heavy burden, so the truth of God. How will a young man overcome sin by hiding your word in his heart? Psalm one one nine verse nine. Hiding it. So my job is to hide. That's how you'll be able to ascend the holy mountain. Because when God's word is received and becomes flesh, then you will not sin. Your word, verse eleven. Have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against? You want to be able to have clean hands, a pure heart. You want to be able to go up the mountain of the Lord with no go back. Uh, finish. Let's finish uh, Revelation fourteen. You want your speech to be clean, no deceit in your mouth. Do you want that? These are the ones. Verse four. Who have not been defiled with women? I've told you these women are the daughters of the prostitute. This is Mystery Babylon's daughters. It's not just physical women they are talking about. Whenever you see woman, you see her in Proverbs 5, you see her in 6, you see her around. Understand that there's two major women. There's the heavenly Jerusalem dressed like a bride coming out of heaven. And there's this mystery Babylon riding upon the head of the kings of the earth. And she has daughters. She is the mother of the prostitutes of the earth. Which is why you sleep with a prostitute. You're a fool. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. They are just pictures of spiritual entities. Two women. 
These ones have kept themselves free. They have not been defiled with women. It's not saying you shouldn't marry. They have not been defiled with the daughters of mystery Babylon who rides upon the beast with ten heads. They've kept themselves pure. As you keep yourself free of this defilement, they follow the lamb wherever he goes. Do you see they follow him wherever he goes? What did Jesus tell his disciples? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come and I'll give you a tongue of discipleship. Come, I will use you to fish others. Did they fish? Did they succeed? Do you want to fish? Do you want to succeed? You must follow him first wherever he goes. Are you hearing me? There's no magic. You must follow him to Mount Zion. You must go up the holy mountain. You must pay the price. When you come back down, you will have a tongue of discipleship. And because of you, many will be righteous. Go and read Daniel 12 when you leave. Many. One day you'll be very happy with yourself. I'll end with Daniel 12, but let me finish here. They have been redeemed from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb. Everyone read with me verse 5. And no lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. What does James chapter 3 verse 2 say? Let not many be teachers. Seeing as they will receive the greater condemnation. Are you at James 3? I'll be done in about 5 minutes. So if you're writing, write fast. Karebu ba sitata lepradu si mandadaya kusa. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Verse 2, second part. I want you to read it with me. Let's read the whole thing. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to control his whole body. If you never fought in what you say, you are a perfect man. How many of you want to be perfect? So your focus must be on what? And how will you control what you say? By what you hear. And this hearing is by the opening of your ear, which is as a result of your loving your master. It's only born servants that qualify in the class we are speaking of here and that's why they will be marked on their foreheads have i confused you or enlightened you do you think i've given you enough evidence to prove my points irrevocably do you think you can fault those things and say no that thing can be interpreted this other way have i jumped around the bible enough huh? from enough different witnesses have I you're not too too sure 
Wabata. I just want to read one, two verses. Hey, where are you? Remember I have Revelation 7. Verse 3 and 4. Do not harm the land or sea or trees. Read. Until we have sealed the foreheads of the servants of our God. Read. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. In the other part we read, did they say they were sealed? How did we get to chapter 14? You think we are in the same place? This is 7, that's 14. Back to 14. Jump, 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 jump. As we are reading, did you hear them talk about sealing? I didn't see it. Oh, I meant the word. I know they had seal, but did you hear them say seal? They said his name is written. But have I showed you that there are 144,000? Is this them? Here he said written. There he said seal. In Isaiah he said seal. Are you seeing? Do you agree these are disciples? Do you agree these are people whose ears are open? Do you agree these are those who have been bound unto their master? Did you see in verse 4 that it said they have been redeemed and verse 5 that it said no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. Now as we swung through James, did you see that if you are to be blameless or perfect, that you be perfect in your speech? Can you see the connection between your mouth And your status with the Lamb and your place on the mountain of the Lord. If you are perfect in what you say, remember out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Daniel 12, I said I'm ending at Daniel 12, verse 3 and 4. Read, then the wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. Let's stop there. It did talk about words and sealing things again until the end of the age, but it tells you here. That many, those who lead many to righteousness. Do you want do you want to shine forever? Do you want to shine on earth? Do you want to shine on earth? Oh, you're going to have to make a choice because this is why many will not shine forever. This is why many will not. The price of turning many to righteousness. He didn't say bringing many people to church. Did you say he said you lead them to righteousness? Do you understand the difference between leading people to righteousness and and talking about Jesus? There's a slight difference. eh? As you know, many of you were in church where you are not righteous. You don't live righteously. Leading people to righteousness requires discipleship. I'd like us to stand to our feet. You have questions. Who? Is this a Bible study? You have to come on Wednesday.
for there to be questions and answers. Sit down for one minute. Me, I'm done. It's them now. I see two questions only. One involves Wayek. See, Wayek. That was 1995. We have learned that temptations and trials are good as they help us get promoted. Please, why did Jesus teach us to pray against temptations in the Lord? Which was in the Lord? Lead us not into temptations. You don't purposely look for temptations. You don't guarantee your lecturers. Test me. Don't leave them alone. They will test you. Have I answered your question? Don't Don't look for it. It will come by itself. I'm serious. Eh, Okay, now. eh, Okay. I'm I'm going to check how strong I am. I know people who have done this. Many. Go check. Hello, where are you? Well, just stop. Maybe I can see you. I'm going to check now if I'll fall. Go check. Very strong now. Very strong now. I have never heard it end well. Ever. Everyone that organized temptation for themselves. Oh, oh, to be be a child, eh? To be a child is a day's job. (laughs) Every time I saw it, I was was like, "Eh? you did what? You you took yourself to trouble and said trouble. Oh yeah, try me now. Every time they they, they felt kukum. Even if they don't fall completely, even if they escape, it's without something. Don't tempt the devil, I often say. Don't. Remember what I said about being sinners? Just know that you have the law of sin and death at work within you. Why do you think the Bible says you should avoid evil company? And he said, don't be foolish. After that, 1 Corinthians 15. It's foolish to look for evil company and say, let me see if I can overcome. Don't ever put yourself in harm's way. Ever. Don't check if a lion will bite you by entering the cage ca- or the cage. Stay away from evil. Avoid all appearance of evil. Have you heard this? Alright. The Lord will allow your tests and exams in his time. Alright? And he'll make a way for you to pass it. On the issue of examination my practice, what if they wrote Wayek or Jan? This question you're asking, whoever wants to ask this thing. If you are a visitor, you can talk to someone personally. That's why I will look at it. If you are, you have, you're here and you have a shepherd, you have a mentor assigned by this house, please talk to your shepherd. Don't be keeping these kind of questions for public. Hmm? It means you have issues you haven't resolved. You should have resolved it. You cheated before become serious with God. I talked about all of this. You have gone far academically, cannot financially afford to write such exams again. I said, confess your sin to God. Ask God to help you, lead you, direct you. I just told you that you may have problems related to that result. That's, I just said that I've seen it happen a lot. It's like what happens many times to people who married, who divorced and remarried before they knew God wrongfully. Sometimes they have serious marriage problems too. Sometimes. Is it because of this? God knows. Am I saying you should divorce your new husband? Not necessarily. Mary Crawford did, though. Founder of Apostolic Faith Church. She left her husband when she got sick. Her second husband, she left him. Stayed unmarried. 
There's a reading of the Bible that can arrive at that understanding. There's another reading that says, no, that was referring to someone that is betrothed. And this is not the time to go into it. I've spoken about it in times past. <clears throat> if people pay attention to the Lord, they will hear and learn many things. Learn to pay attention to the Lord. As you grow, God is not like, no, 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 now, now, now. Don't talk to me. Don't even pray to me at all. I'm not even listening to you. No, he will keep relating with you. I'm telling you reality. But there are things with time he will tell you, sweetheart, you need to talk about this thing. Lord talks to people. To people sometimes 10 years after they've been saved about something but this might be too high high for most of you like the whole point is not your business your business is to pay attention to god and sometimes if you see trouble endlessly from a direction <coughs> stop and ask and you're like god everything why does this ask it may be something where the enemy has an occasion against you is this right other than that, I would say you have gone far, you're living your life, keep living your life, do what you're doing. But if you notice, bam, bam, or you never seem to be able to get a job, or you go to there and all your certificates disappear, all sorts of things, all sorts. I've seen all sorts. It, it's not a coincidence, it's real. And I also add for those who are crazy about academics, there's no scripture that says, and thou shalt go to school, and the school shall set you free. Okay? Don't be too mad about academics. Many millionaires and billionaires in the world didn't have it complete. You know that. It's not as crazy as, it's not as important as many people think. You heard our brother testify, it's not finished school. <laughs> they know Greek. I've seen that happen a lot. I know what God can do. I've seen him do it. Hmm? I didn't read theology, but I'm teaching it. The knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Because God can guide your path, direct your steps. And the blessing of the Lord is what makes rich. Not, and does not add so, not the acquisition of admission. For behold, those that acquired it are at home. <laughs> While God goes on. People are dying. People are being ahead today. Someone went for a burial. Of a student. Life. Life goes on. It's the most important thing you must hold on to. And that is bind the law amongst my disciples. Pursue God 100% of the time. In your spare time, do other things. Hallelujah. If that confuses you, I've achieved my purpose. Stand to your feet. Say if I am willing and obedient, I shall eat the good of the land. I shall eat the good of the land. First of all, and every prayer, once I mention it, pray with all your heart because I'm going to end it very quickly. 
first prayer point. You want to thank God for the things you've had. Have your ears been opened in some form? Tell him thank you. Father, thank you for understanding. In all you're getting, you're to get understanding. If you have gotten the ultimate thing you can get, tell him thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We appreciate the understanding you give, the enlightenment you give, the discernment you give. Thank you, great God. Thank you, great God. Thank you, great God. In the name of Jesus. I want you to ask the Lord. There's a price for scaling the mountain of God. There's a price for reaching the heights of Mount Zion. There's a price. That price is discipleship. Open ears or becoming a born servant. It's only born servants who have their ears open to hear. I want you to talk to God about that. I don't know what to tell you to say. Respond in a minute. Father, make choices. This is not a believer. This is more. This is going deeper. This is going further. This is not just collecting the blood for forgiveness. This is a willingness that is driven by love. Do you want to love the Lord? Do you want to love the Lord? Do you love to love the Master? Will He be your one desire? Father, I want to love the Lord day and night all the time. I don't I want to serve the Master. I'm the one high. Father, I want to do your will. Oh, Lord, at your feet, Lord, I sit still. Anybody want to love the Lord? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will daily serve a master? Hey, do you want your ears on a woven? Attachment to this world now be broken. I want to love the Lord Daily Lord to be bound unto your word To be serving in his temple
I beg you. Years ago, I made this decision many years ago that I wouldn't want to just be a servant who gets paid and I go on. Made the decision that I want to be a bond servant. It's a very different business. I think there are those that have said they want to be bond servants, but they never understood what they said. Some change their mind along the line. But I want everyone to know this is a very personal choice. Remember, the master freedom, they made a choice and said, I don't want to leave you. I'll serve you forever. There's a way you can serve the Lord and leave at some point. There's a line he doesn't cross. He can only make certain demands on you and pause. Then there are those who say, Lord, I'll never place a line on you. If you want all that concerns me, every aspect, take it. That's what a born servant is. You should know it. At least you should have the chance to know it. It's not, it's the, it's called the high calling. This is the high calling. This is not the calling. Many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because it's only those who take the high calling that are chosen. Philippians 3 tells you that. Pressing on to the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If I might by any means attain unto the resurrection of the dead. The price for the high calling is giving up everything. He said, I forget the things which are past. He forgot the past. He didn't say, oh, my situation before these six years of servitude. He forgot the past. He pressed on. This is the bond servants lot. It's the bond servants that are marked. It's the bond servants that will ascend the holy hill and dwell there. It's the bond servants that will found on top of that hill. 12,000 from every tribe. Of the 12 tribes. In number, I believe symbolic. Of the composite of those. That will serve him forever. They will rule and reign with him. Because they will not bow to the image of the beast. They are the ones who have the tongue of discipleship who bring others to the king. They live for that, not for themselves. They leave behind everything and follow. Father, I ask that everyone who has asked these things, lift your hands, answer them according to their hearts. Bid unto them according to their words. For a man shall eat of the fruit of his lips. Everyone that prays now or prays later, and says, Lord, I am willing. Take me. Use me. I live for you. Answer them as you have promised. Thank you. You said if they ask according to your will, you would hear them. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Just before you go, I'll say one more, just a quick blessing. If this is your first time, you know, in a meeting with me and I haven't prayed for you before, you just come briefly, I'll pray for you. Father, I ask that you bless your children. For those who have an offering, Lord, receive it, I pray. I ask that you cause it to multiply and let it extend your kingdom. Help us bring many to righteousness with what you give us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I ask that your hand will be upon them as they go. Your power will go before them and behind them. And let the tongue of discipleship, fishmen, day and night, left and right, in person and online, everywhere and anywhere they may be found. Set them free to ascend. Every shackle, every yoke that has prevented them from climbing. Everything that is deceitful, every woman 
that is mysterious. Every daughter mystery Babylon. Your chain be broken now. Every spiritual system that binds those who would leave and approach Mount Zion. Every spiritual system, socioeconomic system, love of the belly and the things in it. Whose God is their belly, whose end is destruction. Freedom enough for them to see and understand. For God is the spirit and where he is there is liberty. Teach this ones the difference between the ordinary, the profane and the holy. Do more here than they can ask or imagine. Let your power be great. It will rest upon you. You will know. Some of you things will break. You know it broke. It will be the kabod of God, the doxa, the glory of the Lord. Come upon you now. First time as God bless you as you go. Ramadei parada. Will you love to serve Come, come, come. In the day down, will you bow before your maker? Make him your one desire. Will you love the Lord? We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.